Welcome to You Did What? The podcast which analyzes all things marketing. Your hosts, Shari Lambert and Jim Thompson, debate current brands, strategies, and actions. Good morning, Sherry. How are you doing today? I am great. It's a few days since our Temple AMA Marketing Conference. What did you think of the event? Oh my gosh, what a great event. Uh, last year, I believe we had 93 students or somewhere around there. We had 160 or something this year. Fantastic. A jam-packed day of learning, of um, knowledge sharing, and just, you know, and competition. We had a Vanguard case competition. So while the, while the main conference was going on, teams of five, you know, five teams of five, generally, went into a conference room and presented to judges from Vanguard. So it was a great day, an exhausting day. <laughs> yeah, I think the students did a great job organizing. I'm very proud of our AMA yeah. students. And it was great. Um, last year, we had some students from other schools. This year, we did again, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, we have our, our good friends at St. Joe's. Um, and they come to our conference and we go there. Rowan had students there this year. Which was fantastic. And you're right, the room was full of lots of students, lots of faculty this year too, Mm -hmm. which was really encouraging. So um, it's really great. And you mentioned Vanguard is one of the companies who presented to the group in addition to the judging. Who else was a speaker this year? JBL was there. We had Chris Eppel, um, marketing expert um, for the JBL, for Harmon. But Herman International, but the JBL speaker line and brand. And then we had Microsoft, um, Deb Harding, who was, um, is, is, not was, is the AI marketing expert over there at Microsoft. So it was really, I think, fantastic for those students to be able to hear firsthand um, from three very different industry experts. Yeah. And it's really exciting because it was all centered, obviously, around marketing. And I think what the students could take from that was while they were different, three different organizations, right? Financial services, speakers, I guess that would be CPG, and and then um, tech. It was, it was fantastic because while they're three different industries, there's so much overlay on what marketing strategies and tactics each of these three organizations use on a daily basis. And I think that was fantastic for our students to hear and see and really experience because the the theme was also you didn't necessarily need to know what you wanted to do when you got out of college, yep. right? And you're, you're still, you know, it's that saying that joke was, what do you want to be when you grow up? And some of our guest speakers were saying that they weren't even sure still. Yeah. And so I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, I thought it was a great day, too. I thought the speakers were really well prepared, did a nice job, and offered completely different learning. Mm-hmm. So our speaker speaker, Chris Eppel, uh, was really interesting with all the things that he was showing around sponsorship and influencers and the like. Um, you mentioned uh, Deb Harding on AI. That was really eye-opening about not just what's happening now, but what w- will be happening as, mm-hmm. as it continues to develop and and Vanguard, I loved how they opened up by saying, talking about just a lifestyle at work and also your career and maintaining a balance and all that. 
So it was a really good day. Yes, it was. A long day, but a rewarding day. Yes, it was. But um, all right, so here's a question for you. Oh, no. So um, you just talked about speakers. So when it comes to uh, smart speakers, uh, there's one brand that's uh, dominant, that has two-thirds market share. Um, and, of course, that would be the company that I love to hate. Um, <laughs> so course, Shocking. So Amazon has Alexa, or mm-hmm. the Echo, but Alexa's the voice. And they're dominant. They have, uh, according to... Um, Statista, uh, they uh, in the U.S. Amazon has two thirds of the market for wow. smart speakers. Only thirty percent of people have smart speakers in their homes, mm. and uh, from the very beginning, it, it's one of the like least utilized purchases. So when they every year when they do surveys, yes. what do you do with your smart speaker? The answer is usually weather, yes, traffic. Um, and maybe music. Music. Timer. That's been yeah. bumping up. Yeah. Alexa set the time for, yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so all those companies who predict the future, like Forrester, and they're like, all those companies were in the beginning, oh, shopping's going to completely change. Yeah. People and brands are really in trouble because they're people are just going to say, I'm going to buy batteries and they're going to get Amazon store brand batteries mm-hmm. and or as an example well none of that's true yeah I mean, for- and there's so many uses for it and they're not really um I I think it goes to honestly um Amazon's poor marketing of the product because I don't believe that the consumers that actually do purchase it know the breadth and depth of what this product could do yeah and even even marketers don't realize that they could really tap into it if they wanted to even get consumer insights. Because you could have Alexa um, do an interview, yeah. a consumer interview with cons- a survey of products and so forth within people's households. And just people are not using it yeah. like they could. Right. And um, and I do uh, comment on Amazon, I will, in a little bit. Again, shocking but, again. Know, they certainly came up with all kinds of ideas on how to try to increase uh, online shopping by consumers. And so, if uh, with the smart speaker, if that was the intended number one usage from Amazon's perspective, I guess it makes sense. Get something mm-hmm. in the home, sell it for cheap. Mm-hmm. They came one year, they came out with a mobile phone, the Amazon Fire Phone. It was a complete disaster. It got it got unbelievable. I remember because I talked about it in class mm-hmm. years ago. It got unbelievable PR. The amount of free mentions it got and demos, and they came out and they sold literally like thirty six thousand in a month and a half. I mean, Apple when they introduced an iPhone back then, we did that in the first half hour, um, <laughs> and so Amazon eventually pulled it off the market. Yeah. Um, but it, again, they, the main reason to have that is to get people shopping because in their commercials, mm-hmm. they talked about shopping or on the phone, yes, uh, or watching movies or whatever. So, um, all right. Uh, speaking of Alexa, um, you know, Alexa has, has often been a common name for girls born in the U.S., <laughs> but since um, it was introduced, the people naming their Alexa has gone way down. Which is actually really, I appreciate that as a professor. Yeah. Because when I'm teaching online in my home office 
And I have a student, because there are a lot of names, Alexa still, like in the, yeah. this, this. So this. they were all born before 2015. Exactly, exactly. That is my point. Yeah. And so I'll be, I'll call on someone. I'll, I'll say, Alexa, what do you, what did you want to share? Your hands <laughs> up. And then my Alexa in the kitchen hears me <laughs> and it goes off. So thank goodness. If we're going to stay with the name Alexa, then thank goodness. Yeah. So I just think it's funny that people stop naming their kids Alexa yes um, apparently it's a direct car you know the, the it is go exactly along with the introduction of that what a what a, a great case for branding yeah and selecting the name and so forth I yeah. think that's incredible speaking of you know we were talking about the Alexa brand and I I think it's a miss on Amazon's part that they haven't really marketed it as they should have um, but they they did try to start doing that. And every year they come out with some catchy or some very unique and innovative ad that try to, to talk about it. Right. And um, and showing as part of storytelling all the different features instead of just listing them out. So I'm anxious to see what they try again, because they, if they continue to do that, they're going to get some stickiness with it. They're going to break through that clutter. And hopefully people will really see the power in their Alexa um, device and start using it more. All right. So here's my Amazon blast for this week. So this is personal experience. Um, so I don't know that it's um, it's representative, but I can't believe we're the only household this happened in. Exactly. So um, have, whatever it is, I'm sure. But we've got... Um, a couple of TVs, and we have an Amazon Fire Stick okay. with one of them, and, and we have an app, Apple TV on the, on the other one. So mm -hmm. those are the ways, the platforms by which you get all your streaming. They each, right. I'm you surprised you don't have a Roku also. Yeah, but well. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's going to be your Cyber Monday purchase. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So, um so Stephanie was away for the weekend. I thought, you know, it's getting late on Saturday night. I think, I think I'll go up and watch a movie. So and we have the Amazon Fire Stick on the TV in the bedroom. So I get all set, and I turn on the TV, and I go uh, to the streaming side, and I get something shows up on the screen. And it's from Amazon saying, we've um, loaded software into your TV. Um, oh, my gosh. So that if you're running low on capacity, it will automatically... Uh, offload yep. apps that you're not using, like all the competitive streaming services to Amazon Prime is the mm -hmm. way I read it. Yeah, yes, um, absolutely. So here we are in an environment where all the regulation has been, you have to opt in, you don't have to opt out. Mm -hmm. um, Apple has gone out of their way to say on the phone that you, you, you need to, you know, if you want, you can opt in. Mm -hmm. you're not, we're not going to allow those services that force you to opt out. And then here comes Amazon, and they put it on, and it's on. It's not if you want to turn it on. It's on. So I'm like, well, I won't say what I said. Um, but then, <laughs> Thank goodness Stephanie wasn't home. <laughs> exactly. Then it froze the TV. So now I can't get it off the screen. It's, and finally, I, I exit back to broadcast TV just to clear the screen, and then I go back, but now it doesn't work. The fire stick. Oh over. my gosh. So it's like great. This is like you've you've installed software that I yes. don't want against my wishes and now you've screwed up the T. Anyway, I, I like everything. The easiest thing to do is 
unplug the device, yeah. wait for a few seconds, plug it. Force shut down, yeah. reboot. So plugged it back in, and then I could use it. But it's just, I'm sorry, Amazon. You know, it's 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 2023. Maybe we should have Amazon on the show. <laughs> <laughs> that could be longer bring than our, our normal bring time. Bring your armor and your helmet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I still order stuff from Amazon. Yes. Um, because if I want to order something online, because, you know, it's the easiest way to do it. All right. Speaking of shopping, Singles Day occurred on Saturday. We talked about it last week, the biggest shopping day of the year. So um, it's interesting because the early results suggest that people continue to shop, even though the Chinese economy has been in a downturn. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the downturn a lot of it is in real estate and so yeah. maybe it doesn't affect individual households as much so that biggest shopping day of the year continues to be the biggest so i love that so um um now um we're going to talk uh in one of the upcoming episodes about toys and where mm. they're purchased and all that i think we alluded to this last summer when the barbie movie came out yes but there's really there's really three big locations where people shop used to be four but it's three so walmart target amazon before they went out of business toys r us was the Uh other one they're making a minor return but uh but we'll we'll go back and we'll talk about that as we head into the big season for uh for toys and entertainment Uh um so i think you had a topic you wanted to talk about a return to that store in a store uh yeah so we we covered that a few episodes back a store in a store you know so you have a branded product or brand store company, and then they have their little kiosk, but it's not little, so I I use that loosely. Um, So it is a store in a store. Uh, Kohl's implemented it. Target implemented it. And nobody was really sure how this was going to work because it's it's not really, it's not a co-branding, but it's for life, it really is a store in a store. And the um, earnings report that came out um, looking at, uh, third quarter and just even the kicking off of the holiday season and holiday shopping season, they are doing amazingly well, this whole concept. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that. Um, either a lot more stores kind of glomming on, Kohl's and Target did it really well, or even a lot more stores in the store of Target and Kohl's yeah. that's going to expand. People like it. It's branded. It's, you know, it, it you can be your brand within Target, and there's no co-branding. So I, I don't know. I think it's going to be great. And I love the idea if they can really um, rely on the branding part of it. So, like, if you go, I'm just going to, if you go to buy Harry's, Harry's has a kiosk, let's say Harry's in Target, and you go to buy Harry's stuff, if you can actually get gift boxes that are Harry specific so that it's very branded, you know, or if you're doing away suitcases and it's in the store, you get, you know, it's all branded specific. So it's not Target, but it's as if you went to the physical store, because at the end of the day, people still like that brick and mortar and they like that touch and feel. And I think how, how great there's Target so many places and it, it, and really, Starbucks started it. It was the first one, the store in the store, if you think about it. Starbucks put their their restaurants, coffee shops, inside of Targets. And they, I think, were one of the ones that first broke that through. Yeah. I mean, if you go way back, mm-hmm. the um, um, beauty There's more care yes. in department stores, they were all um, Absolutely. store in a store. 
And they have gift boxes and stuff like that. So you kind of feel, you know, like it's really, you're right, though. Yeah. Yeah. And they had, uh, I believe that the salespeople in those cases were paid, in the the beauty departments and department stores were paid on commission. Yeah. Um, So they had an incentive to, you know, to really focus on the Mm -hmm. consumer, make it a good experience. Yes. Um, Which I think is a segue (laughs) for our next topic. So... um, you know, um, I know you have you wanted to talk about experiential marketing. I'll introduce it. Well, we just mm. did with that, but there's a supermarket chain that is doing away with um, with self checkout. Really? Yeah, and it's not a it's you know it's not one of the major na- national chains. It's a it, it's a. What ch- are they saying about that? Well, I think it's really smart and it's very it's experiential, um, and it's in England. I should have mentioned that, mm. um, but it's it, it's um, a chain that has maybe 10 stores okay. um, in Northern England. But they're they're saying, you know, since they're not one of the big ones, like in England there's Tesco and Sainsbury's. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're saying our reason for being is that the customers feel like they're family, that we mm. know them. And by having self-checkout, we're losing that connection with customers. So we oh, want to go wow. back and have our have checkout people and we want them to be interactive and welcoming. And if we recognize somebody, say hi. And so they're trying to make it a, a strength for them. I think that's, that's great. I, I'm trying to think, and you could, you'll correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, but does, I don't think Trader Joe's has self checkout for that reason. They care about that in, interaction and they care about that customer centricity and that, you know, that experience, you know, if you go to a Trader Joe's and besides them having the Hawaiian shirts, which I love, <laughs> um, but they'll offer up things. They'll say, you know, did you try our organic cage-free eggs, yeah. you know? And um, and I think that is a huge differentiator. So hats off to this yeah. um, retail, this Boots. grocery chain, yeah. you know, up in, in the UK, because I think it's fantastic. They know their why, and they know why they exist, and they're going to really double down on that. And I think that's smart. Yep. So, um, yeah, I, I loved it when I saw it, just because, again, it's not um, it's not a, a major chain. So it's unlikely that Walmart or yeah. Philadelphia Acme or Giant or any of them, you know, or Kroger, and a, they're going to be able to create that same connect, personal connection. Mm-hmm. But if you're a smaller chain and you're trying to compete – that's a way to do that. And I I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I think Trader Joe's, I mean, they are larger yeah. and they're all over, but they're really proud of the fact that they like to be like this little farmer's market. Yeah. Right? And that you go up and you, you're able to interact. And even the uh, Trader Joe's near my house, they've gotten to know me now. And um, I'm not quite sure they know my name, but they know me, <laughs> right? Like, come or at least I... They hear me coming, perhaps. (laughs) But, you know, that's that's what it's about. Right. And we've talked a lot of times and you and I have always debated with other people that brick and mortar is is not dead. It's not going away. It's not even on the down spiral, um, downward spiral. It's alive and well. And I think this is one of the things that marketers can do. Retailers can do to differentiate themselves as as some sort of experiential um, marketing and experiential retail. And that's what I think we're going to see a lot during this holiday shopping season as well is, yes, we still have Cyber Monday, which, by the way, it's Cyber Week. 
apparently, and just like Black Friday is Black November now. Um, but I think people are, are what we're seeing is people like going into the store and they like the experience and they like these activations and they like these pop-ups that are happening that get you into the retail establishment and actually get you to stay a little longer. And guess what? When you stay a little longer, it's a known fact, you spend more. And um, so I think that's going to be the name of the game when we look at what are um, what are the trends in marketing. And I think we're going to see brick and mortar and a.k.a. retailers really doing more of experiential retailing and experiential marketing. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, well, we're coming to the end of another great episode. It's like, I don't want to stop. I want to keep going. So uh, between now and the next time we meet, I am going to do, I'm going to reenact the movie Chicken Run. Um, And so my plan is to hit four. I'm going to hit Chick-fil-A, Popeyes, Jollibee, and Pollo Comparo. And I want to see uh, how they're different. What about Cane's? No, Cane's is is a fifth one because that's out there too. Yeah, it's right here. Is it Raisin Cane? No, well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. So, all right. I go all the time, yeah, and I don't you try, know. You took me there once. I did. I did. I would also tell you to go to Nando's, but there's only one all in right, Maryland. So, there's, uh, so we're going to we'll do those five, and then we'll come back and report on those. So we'll have you know and have an enjoyable meal, and we get to talk about it. As well. I love that. So. I think we should do it while on the podcast, like an experiential good podcast. Th- good thing it's audio. Yes. <laughs> All right, Sherry, this has been another adventure. Thank you, and we'll see you soon. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for listening to today's episode. The You Did What podcast is a production of the Temple University American Marketing Association student chapter. Our editors are TUAMA students Joseph Del Grippo, Abhijit Chaudhary and Mackenzie Jones, and our technical advisor is Jennifer Zalia.